Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the pod. Happy to have you guys here. So today's episode is, as you can probably see from the title, it's about the fat loss journey or specifically the maintenance phase of that journey. So you know the drill, like if this is just not where you're at in your journey, it's not what you need to be hearing about right now, like maybe you're way earlier in your journey or just don't care about fat loss or any of that. So if that feels like it could be triggering to you, definitely hop out now. But if you're here um, wanting to know, okay, how do I actually maintain fat loss? Then this is the episode for you. And I just want to let you know as well that everything in this episode we go through in SFL, Sustainable Fat Loss, my online course, only we do in much more detail. So if you are vibing with what we talk about here and you want more information on that, you want more tips on how to succeed with this, definitely check out SFL. It's in the show notes as always. So this um, this this topic that we're going to go through is A, it was asked by someone on my Instagram as always, so I'm answering it here. But two, I think it's something that's just really overlooked because, you know, lots of us can lose weight, whether it's, you know, a kilo or 10 kilos, people can lose weight. You've probably lost weight before. I know I've lost the same 10 kilos, 20 kilos, like over and over. But how many can actually keep it off? Like, what's the point in losing weight, putting all that effort in, and then we just regain it? Like, it's just exhausting. I mean, I know I regained the same five kilos, 10 kilos, like a million times as well. So not only did I lose it, but I regained it. So really, even I was kind of half succeeding, but there's no point in half succeeding because kind of overall just feels like a failure because you ended up at square one, essentially. So maintenance, that part of the journey is so overlooked, but it's so important. We're often just so focused on the methods of fat loss and like, what's the latest shortcut I can take? What's the latest secret tip that someone has? The one thing that they did to lose fat, like maybe I should do it too. We're so focused on all of that, but we rarely learn about the maintenance phase. Like, how do we succeed at that? What do we need to do? But we want it to be sustained in the long term. Nobody wants to lose weight and then regain it over and over. It's just exhausting and it's also unhealthy for your body. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to actually maintain your new weight after losing fat. And we're also going to go through common pitfalls that cause people to regain weight. And for context, anyone who's new here or just doesn't know, I am actually a certified weight management specialist and a certified food freedom body coach, binge eating expert. So definitely the one to be talking about on this topic. Um, but I also want you to know that it wasn't always smooth sailing for me. I've definitely, I'm definitely in that boat of turning my pain into purpose as I spent 10 years struggling hardcore with binge eating, 
food obsession, orthorexia, 25 kilos maximum weight gain, but then losing and gaining that over and over. I was one of those people who was able to lose weight. It got harder over the years, I've got to say, but um, I was also the one to regain it all and more. So yeah, I got pretty good at losing weight, but keeping it off was another story. I never actually thought to myself, okay, what do we need to do now to succeed at this second half of this journey? Like I've succeeded the first half, got to my goal weight, now what do I actually need to do? I never ever thought that because no one was talking about it. No one was teaching about it. For context as well, I reached, um, let's say over a 10 year period when I really struggled with food and weight, I reached my goal weight two times. There were lots of times I was kind of like near it or inching down to it, but then I'd go into a binging frenzy and gain tons of weight again. So I got there twice over the 10 years and it was both times pretty tough to get there. Um, but when I did get there, I felt on top of the world, but within literally sometimes months, I had regained the weight. And it was only the final and third time in those 10 years that I lost 25 kilos. It wasn't all in one go, it was kind of in a few chunks, but I lost the weight, got down to my goal weight, and I kept it off and now have for four plus years effortlessly. So there were definitely some key differences that when I look back that really set apart my failed attempts at weight loss and like the maintenance of it and then the actual successful time. And I'll get to that at the end of this episode once we've kind of talked through the pitfalls. So what actually is maintenance? Just so we're really all clear on what that actually means. It is the phase in your weight loss journey, um, referring to the end stage. Exercising more or things like getting more sleep, better sleep, having less stress, better stress management in your life, um, increasing your protein intake. There are plenty of ways to create a deficit. So it's not always just as simple as like eat less, move more. Um, even things like your microbiome can affect whether you're going to be in a deficit or not, or like how much food, how much energy is extracted from the food that you eat. And all of this is talked about in SFL, as I said, in a lot more detail. I'm going to pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Now, how do I, how do you know what your maintenance calories are going to be? So now that you've finished losing fat and you want to maintain this new weight, you need to figure out how many calories do I need to consume and expend so so that they're matched, so that I match my calories consumed to my energy expenditure. One way that you could do this is through trial and error, just starting to intuitively understand your body's needs. For example, you lost weight through caloric restriction. You 
could increase your amount of calorie consumption and experiment to find out, okay, roughly how much food daily do I need to eat or how much extra food, maybe like an extra snack a day or something to maintain my weight. So just keeping an eye on the scales or like how your body feels and finding out, okay, what is that rough amount? And yes, this can be really helpful with making sure that you continue to eat more intuitively and you don't have to stay stuck to like calorie counting and weighing yourself and everything if that's something that you don't like. But it definitely has some downfalls because it is a bit of a guessing game and it risks, one, you gaining weight, like unwanted weight, because you guess like you overshoot with your calories. But I think even worse could be that you risk staying in a deficit for too long if you're underestimating what your maintenance calorie needs are, which we definitely do not want. We're going to talk about that later. Of course, another way that you could figure out your new maintenance calorie amount is using an online calculator um, where you input sort of like your new weight, other details like your um, level of activity, stuff like that, and it's going to output a rough calorie amount according to uh, like a general equation that your body will need. And while it might not be perfect, it's definitely going to give you sort of a ballpark figure that you can go use and test. And that's something I teach in much more detail in sustainable fat loss. I give you that equation and everything. Now, why is your new maintenance amount lower than before? So. You may notice that before weight loss, your daily calorie intake, let's say, was about 2,500 calories. But now that you've lost weight, this, cal this calculation is telling you it's 2,200. Why do you need to eat less to maintain after losing weight? So the fact is, a bigger body requires more energy to sustain it. Just the energy required to breathe, to move that body, to give energy to all the cells in that body. like. This bigger body requires more energy. So now that you've lost weight, you're in a smaller body, you're in a lighter body. So you actually need less energy to sustain yourself. So, I mean, side note, that might be, that might even motivate people to wanna stay at a bigger weight than maybe like their goal weight, which is even lower because they might be like, actually, I'd rather get to eat, let's say 2,300 calories a day for the rest of my life and stay in this weight then push my body into a lower weight and then only get to eat 2,100 calories, let's say. Maybe you don't care about that, but maybe you do. So it's something to think about. Now, to the main question of this episode, how do you actually maintain this new weight now after fat loss? And what are some common pitfalls? So number one is you have to, have to rebalance this equation of calories consumed and calories expended. As I said, for most people, this means increasing the calories that you consume, that you eat. And I know that this can be really scary to do, as many people fear ruining their progress. I put so much effort, so much dedication into months and months of losing weight in a sustainable way. And I really don't want to regain like a bunch of weight. I just don't want to do it. And I know for me, I used to get so used to eating in a deficit because I def definitely didn't do things in the right way, but I um, just spent like literally months on end focused on being in a deficit every single day without any breaks. So I that was like my new norm. I could not fathom that eating more wouldn't cause weight gain. Like I just, I was terrified to eat at maintenance but it is imperative that you do increase calories and keep them consistently higher. Your body 
needs that. Otherwise, you're literally just still staying in a fat loss state, but doing that for such a long time is not gonna work out well. So this kind of leads me to the second point. You've got to increase those calories, sort of like rebalance the equation, let's say. So if, if you've been eating less to lose weight, you must increase the amount of food that you eat. If you had been exercising to lose weight, then you've got to decrease the ener- the exercise you do or eat more to make up for that exercise. You have to rebalance the equation immediately. Like once you lose the weight and you get to a place where you're happy with, and then you're like, now I want to maintain this weight, you have to do it immediately. In other words, don't slowly inch your, let's say, calorie consumption up to maintenance. I know many people think like, okay, like I'm scared to get up, go back up from, let's say it feels like, I'm scared to go from 1700 calories all the way up to 2200 calories. Like that's such a big jump. I'm going to gain weight. If I do it slowly, you know, I'll like test the waters or I'll get used to it. But this is wrong. Like that is simply you, you're just, you know, if, if you say like, oh, I'll just inch it up hundred calories each week from let's say from 1700 to 2200 that's five extra weeks that you're going to be in a deficit which is five weeks too long because you were already at a place where you were happy and also you've probably already been in some sort of a deficit for a while and then adding another five weeks on top of that is just prolonging being in a restricted state unnecessarily so make that big jump no matter how how scary it is make that big jump immediately to your maintenance calories numero tres So do not enforce such a crazy weight loss plan. So this goes back to when you're in the fat loss period. If your route to fat loss is so extreme, like, you know, cutting calories so far or taking out all the foods that you love, eating a totally different diet that you hate, let's say, then by the time you reach maintenance, it's going to feel like such a relief. You're going to be like, oh, I can finally eat again. Like, yes, like life starts now. Like I'm so excited. I get to finally eat chocolate and this and that. We don't want that because you're going to likely yo-yo from this extreme deficit state, this extreme restriction state to an overeating state or even into a binging state. We don't want that. It's just going to backfire. You're going to end up regaining more fat that you you put energy into losing and you're going to be upset. Like you're going to feel upset with yourself. So make your fat loss strategy so doable that once you get to maintenance, yes, you can feel excited because you obviously you reach that goal that you set for yourself, succeeded so far, but you don't feel this need to like unleash the stress of dieting. Like you can finally, like you're free, you're finally free. We don't want that kind of feeling. So make your fat loss strategy doable. It's just small tweaks here and there over time that add up to fat loss, things that fit into your life, small tweaks. So let's say the example of cutting out chocolate completely, if that's your favorite food, you don't have to do that to lose fat. You can still have chocolate, but it might just mean a little bit less or higher cacao percentage, for example, and less milk percentage in the chocolate. We still want you to get to have that thing that you love because if you cut it out completely, you're gonna get to that maintenance stage and be like, yes, I can have chocolate and you're gonna be eating like crazy. And probably gain weight. Number four, we've got we've got to practice being in maintenance during your fat loss journey. This tip is often overlooked, and it's a concept we talk about extensively in sustainable fat loss. It's also something I never knew about 
earlier in my fat loss journeys, like all the times I failed. I just went, as I said earlier, hardcore calorie deficit every single day for months, even years. Like in my head, I was always in a deficit. If you're taking your fat loss journey slowly, like you should, like be encouraged in sustainable fat loss, then your journey is going to likely take months, like many months. And we don't want to be in a deficit state for so many consecutive months. So I encourage you to take what I call diet breaks where you practice being in maintenance. So you stop all this dieting stuff, you stop calorie deficit, you stop pushing your body, um, doing more exercise, you just go back to maintenance because not only does it help you psychologically, like you just get a bit of a break, you can just not have to think about that stuff for a while, help you become less obsessive about things like calorie counting or your weight, take a break, press pause, also physiologically it helps with rebalancing some hormones related to weight loss, give yourself more carbs if you've been increasing protein intake, not only all of that, but it also gives you a chance to just remember what maintenance is like so you don't run into this issue where you end up fearing being in maintenance at the end of the journey. You remember what it feels like, you are not scared of it, and I also just want to remind you that like this whole fat loss journey, if done right, is, you know, it's going to take several months, let's say it's six months, nine months, whatever it is. And then after that, you're going to be in maintenance. Maintenance is what is going to be the most of your life will be like, like you're going to be in this maintenance phase, hopefully pretty much forever after then. Yes, you might gain some weight here and there from certain life events, but pretty much you're going to be in maintenance. So it's really worth practicing as well and not getting so scared of it. Last, last, last tip on how to maintain or sort of a pitfall in, in maintaining new weight after fat loss is that you've got to remember that it takes time for your body to relax into a new set point weight. So the theory goes that after a period of weight loss, fat loss, your body wants to get back to its set point weight, which is the weight where your body just felt really comfortable. It found it pretty easy to stay steady at that weight. It was just sort of, um, it wants to stay at that weight. So you've kind of pushed your body to lose weight, but now your body wants to quickly sort of regain that weight. So it takes effort to maintain a new lower weight before your body accepts it as your new set point weight, which does happen. And some studies show that it, this can take several months to years. So just bear that in the back of your mind that you, once you get into the maintenance phase, you might still have to keep a, like an eye on things. Like and then still, it also didn't really feel that hard. So it wasn't like I was like fighting to stay at this new weight. Um, it just required like a little bit more awareness of what I was eating. But yeah, let's just go back to what I said I'd refer back to at the start of the episode where I said, okay, the two times that I failed at maintaining a new lower weight, what was different then compared to when I succeeded at it? So the two times where I failed, looking back, I would say I was too extreme I changed my diet so much and definitely, definitely way too low with calories. And so once I got to this like place where I was like, yay, I'm at my goal weight, like life is amazing. I, I would say I definitely let loose um, quite a bit because of that buildup of like, oh my God, such a relief, I can finally eat. And, but I'd say the main thing was I did not increase calories, like 1000% did not increase. So. I was basically just staying continuously in a deficit state, even though I was probably at the bottom of like a weight range where I should have been healthy anyway, like nearing the bottom. So 
I was already pushing myself just way too far. And yeah, didn't increase the calories. So pretty soon things ended up spiraling into binging. And then, you know, once you start binging, things start to get pretty extreme and you start extremely restricting again to compensate. And then I just gained weight like really fast. So, as, and as I said, once you're in that maintenance phase, your body is just really ready to regain the weight. Like it wants to regain to your previous set point weight. So I'd say, yeah, I gained weight, gained weight pretty fast and easily because I was just um, still in that deficit state, not increasing calories to get to maintenance. Both times I'd say it was a pretty similar situation. And then compared to the third time when I succeeded, a huge difference was my route to the weight loss was much, much more relaxed. Wasn't even really thinking about it that much. I was just making tiny tweaks here and there. Um, yeah, it was much less extreme and I wasn't overhauling my entire diet. I was still having the things that I loved. I was just eating a little bit less. I was doing uh, more protein intake. I was doing some, I would say more exercise in general, but more of strength training. So less cortisol, less stress on my body. Um, and I'd say generally because of the things that were going on in my life, like aside from weight loss, aside from my body, I was pretty happy. So, uh, um, I forgot the exact thing to quote here, but uh, it's actually an SFL, the, the like study on this, but apparently when you're like really happy or falling in love, that can actually be legitimately an appetite suppressant. So I think that also kind of happened to me. Um, so yeah, I didn't do anything crazy extreme, lost the weight, um, more relaxed about everything. And then when I did lose the weight, I, I'd say that I, not on purpose, but I stopped eating as much protein. Um, just because when I was eating more protein, I was doing like this whole weightlifting thing. So I was focusing on building muscle and then I just happened to not be so into it at that time. So I stopped eating as much protein and yeah, just continued to like eating all the things I loved, definitely eating more. Um, yeah, eating more to a point where I was just shocked. I was shocked that I could eat this much. I maintain my weight because I just spent so many years in this place where I was convinced that if I ate anything above like 1500 calories, I would gain weight. And it was not the case. I still to this day, I'm shocked at how much I can eat because I'm just, yeah, I, I just spent so long in that state of 1500 calories or 1200 or just like these ridiculous amounts for me for years consecutively that I'm still shocked at how much I can eat and still maintain weight. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely something to look forward to when you get to maintenance. It's always higher, it's more food than you think it is. So yeah, hopefully that's now got you nice and clear on what being in maintenance means in your fat loss journey and how to like calculate it, what to know, how to know what it is and how to succeed at maintenance. Now, if you want more help, in sustainably losing fat and keeping it off, take a look at my comprehensive course, online course, Sustainable Fat Loss. You can literally start it today. Um, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It's got everything that I learned from my own journey, all my failures, all my successes, but also like jam-packed with the science behind all of this. Because as I said, I'm a certified weight management specialist, so I didn't just base this off my own anecdote but off of actual science. Check that out, it's in the show notes, and I hope you guys have an amazing day and week. 
And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.